Okay, yeah, you started the recording. All right, all right, all right. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Sidebar Podcast. I'm just March. I'm your co-host, D Strong. Over the next 45 minutes or so, we will be talking about legacy. So what's your legacy? Join us for episode zero. Legacy starts with leadership. Let go. We should have, you said, one time you said something about personas. Well, who are you? What are you going to be? Today, I was just going to be D Strong. Okay. I'll just be, I wasn't ready for that. Hmm. Today, you can just be yourself. Okay, I'll be myself. Hi, I am myself. I am myself. I am me. I am I. All three. <laughs> All right. So I'll be March. I'm just March. I don't have a fancy name just yet. So, how was your your evening? Mine was pretty good. Didn't do much last night. Did a lot of shopping yesterday. Didn't do much last night. You were shopping? What are you shopping for? Myself. You know, I'm starting this new job on Monday. Oh, wait, don't you already have clothes? Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, but I have, I have to, you know, this has been quarantine, so I really ain't been wearing clothes, clothes. So. Oh, so it's that sometimes, you know, some of us got the quarantine pounds, just like in college, we had the freshman 15. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was saying this, when I first started college, I did not have the freshman 15 in wow. that way. It wasn't 15 plus, it was 15 less because I had no car and I walked everywhere. All over campus to get everywhere, and in some instances, I was running because I was late. <laughs> I definitely had the freshman fifteen. I had the freshman twenty five. Like I, I instantly started gaining weight because high school I was doing so much stuff, and mm-hmm. in college I didn't do as much. I wasn't doing all those sports anymore. It came off quick. Plus, mm-hmm. I had like more money. It was weird. Oh, see, we didn't have any money, so we were surviving off of pop tarts. And popcorn. My mom, she would do a Sam's run for us. I had one roommate. She'd do a Sam's run for us once a month. And we made that whole situation. She would buy these muffins. It was like a pack of muffins. I don't know what the brand was. Feeding my mind's eye. And there was banana nut. It was blueberry. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The, look, they the were Was it uh, the little muffins? I think that was. Mm-mm. They weren't little. They were they were normal size muffins, okay. and they were all moist and stuff. Oh gosh, I have to I have to look up. I gotta send you a screenshot. You'll see what I'm talking. Once you see it, you'll be like, okay, I know what you're talking about. But it was like a variety pack, and I always tore the blueberry ones up. But we and now, now keep in mind that was just like how many came in there? Maybe twenty in there, and I'm sharing it with a roommate. So I it wasn't twenty for me. It was twenty for us, and yeah. then. And I buy a pop tart or two. We could not cook in the dorms. If they said we couldn't cook, but low key, there was folks cooking because I remember one day somebody was frying chicken. We stayed in Blazer <laughs> Hall. That that, that <laughs> dormitory is no longer there. But yeah. the football teams, a lot of members of the football team, they stayed in that same dorm. That was one of the few unisex dorms. But there was some dudes. They were they were cute too, and they could cook. They were frying chicken. They had macaroni and cheese. I was like, I thought we couldn't cook in the dorm. <laughs> they were standing wow. up, yo. I was yeah. like, we need to be, we need to be friends with them. 
<laughs> yeah, we were we were poor. We were poor. It wasn't until after I left there, she stayed on. And, yeah, she finished her degree at UAB. I I withdrew and I came back, but she she was able to get food stamps. And I was like, how, what? She was like, yeah, if you're a college student, you, you qualify for food stamps. I didn't know that. We didn't know that. So, like, so we yeah. sit here starving this whole semester. But anyway, that's how, I, that's how I lost weight. She didn't gain weight either. That's so funny because I live in Rast Hall, right? Oh, right yeah. Behind mm-hmm. it. So I was in Rast Hall. We had a kitchen, had all that stuff. The thing was, it wasn't that we had so much money because my family was like, so it was that we got student loan. Right. And mm-hmm. I misappropriated all of that money towards food and, you know, all- stuff like that. Right. So <laughs> that. also we live right across the street from Papa John having three other roommates. The go to was like, hey, let's order a pizza like every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Right. So that was that. So, yeah, that was mostly it. We ate a lot of Papa John's. Like I attributed probably 24 of the 25 pounds to Papa John. Rest because yeah. you, you have four in the room. Yeah. Yeah. That was a new dorm. And I remember all the incoming freshmen, they purposely put them into rest. Like they made them go to rest. You couldn't pick and choose because they were tearing down Blazer. It was Blazer University. Those were the oldest ones. Yeah. And um, the cheapest ones, because our our rent was like it was less than two hundred dollars. But rest was they were taking six hundred a month per student. Yeah. In the room, I'm like, I know they making bank. Yeah, they were definitely making bank. It was cool though. Co-ed, it was really cool. It was different, See, you know, know, for a lot it of was people. Co-ed. I didn't know. Yeah, that. it was co-ed. Yeah, you know, of course, inside your each unit, you had all males and all females. But okay. See, we need to say this for another podcast, talking about college life, because I know we got stories for days. Oh yeah. But it's this funny time- because we both went to the same school, but. Totally different experience. Didn't know each other. Exactly. So. Oh gosh. Yeah. We look, y'all. We got we got mad tips on what to do because <laughs> I know I've been in and out. I graduated, but I've been in and out of UAB many many times. So I was able to see it in different stages. So okay, but this podcast, this episode, we are talking. This is our first episode. Yay! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get some crowd noise or something. We're going to have to get something. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, we're talking about legacy. So, you know, this stemmed from an Instagram post. And it was a, Jason, it was a clip of Jason Weaver. Y'all don't know who Jason Weaver is. He's actor, singer, I, I think a songwriter too. But... He was the singing voice of Simba in The Lion King, the, car- the first version of The Lion King, uh, the cartoon film. And very well known in the industry, I believe. But he talked about, with DJ Vlad, he talked about, you know, the long game. We're talking about long game as far as money and how his mom sort of structured that deal with Disney. And at the end of it, his, the way his mom structured it was, okay, because he was a minor at that time, take less money in the front end and make it up in the back end with royalties off of the Lion King brand. And at the, at the time, 
you know, you're dealing with Disney. That's a big company. It was big back then in the 90s. It's even bigger now. But back then, you know, I think an average person would be like, what? Because I think what he said, they offered him $2 million, And his mom was like, no. Now, you think in, in, in the short term, $2 million, that's a major bread. However, you know, what a lot of folks don't be thinking about is taxes. Like you're going to get heavily taxed on that on that money. So you're not really you may structure for two million. They may cut check for two million, but you ain't really receiving two million. Thanks to Uncle Sam. All right. But his mom said. Yeah, that's when. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I'm not Googling. Are you Googling? I got got 94. So his mom structured a deal to where he got more royalties at the end. So, so of course, you know, y'all royalties that lends towards that's that long money. So even if he's you're doing the work in the front end, but you're getting money in the back end, if they re-release it and that's what Disney does, they'll put stuff in the vault, they'll hold it for a time, then they'll re-release it. And also, I think what was special about that deal was it was anything Lion King anything Lion King. So when they re-released it and they had, you know, the the quote-unquote live action, it's just CGI, y'all. Y'all saw it. The quote-unquote live action version of the Lion King. And then they re-released the original Lion King all on Disney+. And then they re-released the toys. Like, he getting a piece of all of that. Yeah. You mean like the cartoon? What about the spinoff? Like Timon and Pumbaa? You know what? What about those? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We should probably ask them. We tried to send them a, a DM or something like, "Hey, you know, yeah. are you getting money off of?" Because of, that that cartoon ran for a good bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's getting a check today, so now he's a grown man with his own kid. Um, I don't know his, the ages of his children, and I don't I don't know if he's married or not either. But you know, basically, bottom line, his family. Like, they're catching a check off the Lion King today. So, you know, that brother ain't got no complaints when it comes to Disney because he's still catching a check. So that lends towards legacy, long money, the long game, legacy, building a legacy for for yourself and for your family. Because if he's long gone, I'm sure, at least I hope, and I guess, you know, somebody... Well, probably uh, like a, a royalty lawyer, somebody will have to answer for that. But I, I'm sure he, you know, is under his name and part of his estate. Mm-hmm. So legacy lends to an estate. Um, if he passes away, he's still going to catch a check, which means his yeah. children will catch a check because it's under that estate. Lion King has grossed over $1 billion. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how much money he's getting, but... But I mean, and then, like you said, when the, when they release it from the vault, that's a whole nother thing. Because people, mm-hmm. so think about the people who were young <laughs> in 95 or 94 or who wasn't born yet. Now their parents, you know, people mm-hmm. our age, want to introduce that to their kids and they're going to pass that on because that, that movie is timely. Mm-hmm. Think about, uh, all love Broadway, it. Yeah, the Broadway show, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of different audiences for that kind of, that kind of film. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all love it. That's 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 I think that's what's the that was the beauty of Disney Plus. I don't know if behind the scenes if they thought about that, but somebody had to think like, you know what, we're gonna stand up this the streaming service, which is smart. All majority of media companies, I would say all of them, if they haven't by now, 
they need to stand up their own streaming service because that's just that's just the wave right now. Just look at these, you know, current times anyway. That's streaming, standing up a streaming service. They decided to re-release a lot of things. And when Disney Plus first came out, yo, I had got I got in on that through my cell phone provider, service provider. And I was too lit. I, I was like, oh my gosh, they had all the all the cartoons that I love, DuckTales, Chippendales, wow. Rescue Rangers. Like I was watching all I'm like, oh my God, this is my childhood. Exactly. One stop shopping. It's yeah. it's wonderful. It was wonderful. I was binge watching like a mug. You know, I slowed down now. But <laughs> <laughs> on top of that, you know, Disney has Marvel. Like Disney is more just Disney. It's yeah. a it is a, a a company of companies. Yeah. And when they put that Marvel stuff on there, I'm a huge, huge, huge Marvel fan. Huge Marvel fan. Oh my gosh. Disney has established their legacy. Yeah, I mean, and just think about it. And I didn't think about it until just now. So many people love Disney films, mm-hmm. cartoons, and they're going to touch base with somebody, right? You know, these uh, mobile phone companies are doing a good job of trying to get people pulled in, giving you free access to, say, Disney Plus or Netflix or Amazon Prime with your account mm-hmm. so that you can watch these videos and stuff. It's a good move for these companies to uh, partner together. When you think about it, it's just adding more to the people who did take deals, yo, let me just take some money up front and let's just work on this royalties package. You know, so mm-hmm. everybody who was relevant back 10, 20 years ago, who may mm-hmm. not be in movie and TV today, they can kind of come back into the fold or at least benefit from their work, their earlier work, if they mm-hmm. had a good structured deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it just, it makes you wonder. I, I, so for the average person, so like, you know, folks like you and me, you know, we just regular folks. We live in our lives. We're not celebrities. But, you know, it makes it makes you wonder, makes me wonder, you know, what type of legacy do you want to leave for your family? You know what I'm saying? Like if you have children, I don't have any children, but, you know, if I happen to have children, you know, and I have a husband and everything, I... I want to contribute some level of a legacy, you know what I'm saying? But how do I how do I leave my mark in a positive way? And that has been on my mind consistently for, you know, for off and on for some years, consistently and off and on. Okay. It'll just pop in my head and then it'll just all go away. Then it'll pop again, you know, it'll be in and out. But this has been going on for at least 10 years. You know, I've always wanted to leave a positive mark on the world. What would be my legacy? So you ever have you ever thought about that? Oh yeah, all the time. Again, like you, I don't have any kids of my own, but I do have nieces and nephews, and they are a huge part of my life. So it's important for me to understand like what am I doing today that's gonna help benefit them tomorrow. And mm-hmm. so for a long time, I kind of live my life in that in that kind of mode. Like, okay, what am I doing today that I can leave something for my family? And for their kids, their kids' kids, like how can we build this generational wealth that we didn't come over here on the boat with, right? And mm-hmm. we haven't been able to generate that in a mass in a mass way since we gotten here. So for me, it's like, what can I do? Growing up, my parents always talked about and taught us about real estate, you know, ownership, having property that you can pass down and you know, land that you can pass down and use. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's great to have and it's a great source of 
income is say rent out or lease it or you maybe sell some of it. We sold some land. Well, I say we, but I mean my parents. They, they sold some some land doing like a hardship, right? So they was like, okay, we have this land over here. We're gonna sell some of it, and we're gonna keep this other stuff. Well, in hindsight, they really should have just pressed through that hardship and kept that land because now that land is commercial land. They could have sold that land for so much more than they did. But again, you have that resource so that you can, you know, use it. You know, well, sometimes you have to struggle through a hardship in order to, you know, have a greater gain later on. And in doing so, they taught us about real estate, taught us about leasing property, owning property, sharing property, passing it down, how tax codes work and things like that. So from my point of view, my teaching growing up, all about real estate and how we can use that to build up. And I have a large family, so it's always going to be opportunity for someone to live off of that or gain some kind of income off of some real estate. Okay. Sure, you might be able to teach me something because that's one thing I've always wanted to get into was real estate and renting. Like, I would love, love, love to have like a duplex and I could live on one side and I could rent out the other side, you know? But I know, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, that's just me having that low risk. I'm very risk averse and I'm slowly overcoming that. But, you know, typically with me, I and because I'm, I'm an only child, so I don't have brothers and sisters to lean on and be like, oh, you know, they went before me and did X, Y, Z. So, you know, I'm following behind them or, you know, and even my parents, they weren't really, you know, they were just hard workers and that's what they did. That idea of owning something. You know, that's sort of foreign to me. I understand the importance of it, but I just don't have the experience. Or, you know, just being matter of fact, just to, I don't have the confidence to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm just, I just got that drive to do it. I, I'm the type, like, I, I want to learn from someone, even if they made mistakes, like, okay, I know what not to do. Like, I, I'm that type of person. I'm not the type that's just like, I'm just going to jump off this cliff and then I'm just going to see how it goes. Like, nah, I'd rather somebody else do it. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to assess from there, from a safe place. <laughs> and be like, oh, okay, I see here, or she tripped a little bit. Okay, I, I, I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, like for me, like I said, I, I learned a lot from my parents, but they learned, you know, they didn't have anybody teaching them either. But like you said, like I'm not risk averse. I will take some risk. But for the most part, what I try to do is minimize my risk. So mm-hmm. I will learn from others. I'll learn from their mistakes and I will do things maybe a little bit differently so that, okay, I see where this went left. Let me do this over here and change that up. And failure is actually a great learning tool. Like a lot of people are afraid to fail, like afraid to lose. You know, when you're talking about money, that's a big thing to lose, right? You get it. Right. Unless you're like a gambler, you know, that's a big thing for most people who go to work every day to earn their, their paycheck. It's hard to say, okay, I'm going to go to gamble two Gs on this idea or this investment, right? Mm-hmm. That's hard because... Sometimes you don't have that, especially if you're, you know, you're paycheck to paycheck. So for me, it's just kind of like trying to minimize those risks, talk to people who may have done it before, do a lot of reading, do a little bit, maybe small projects or small things to see, okay, okay, maybe I won't 
start a whole business, but let me try to see if I can sell a couple of t-shirts, right? Let me not mm-hmm. just quit my whole job to do this because I might not even have the customers. I might not know what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. you got to kind of put the tone of water, test it out, but it's scary out there. One of my things as far as like legacy, started the company, straight out of college, and was like, okay, cool. I know what I'm doing. We know what we're doing. Let's go. I had a business partner, started out fine. And I was like, yo, this is the legacy. This is what I want to leave to my nieces and nephews. They were All of them are interested in some type of technology mm-hmm. or some technology adjacent field, like graphic design or something like that, mm-hmm. or, autom- or animations or something like that. So I was like, okay, cool. I can teach them while they're young, get them interested, have this career, have this job, waiting for them if they want it, helping them go to college and all that stuff, if that's the road they want to take. And so I said, okay, cool. This is going to be my legacy. This is like not just money because legacy, a lot of people think about it and they say, okay, well, what are you leaving behind? What money are you leaving? What's in your estate? It's not Mm -hmm. just that. To me, legacy, my legacy is the stories that people can tell about me that taught them something in their life is way more valuable to me as a legacy than it is property, even though that is important. Those are physical, tangible assets. But Mm -hmm. being able to teach somebody something, something that they can pass down that's the legacy. Okay, that's good. It sounds like you're doing it. Well, you know, it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? What are you, I know you talked about being interested in real estate, but how do you want to leave your legacy? Or if you have kids or not, what's important for you at that point? Well, lucky for me, I do have a godson. My best friend, shouts out to you, Tosh. Uh, she had a baby. And a beautiful baby boy. And he just, uh, he just, he's so handsome. And he just getting handsome uh, as he gets older. Um, and uh, so she, she has uh, named me as a uh, God mama. I'm God mama number two. So God mama number one, she lives there with her. Um, they're in the same state. I'm the one that's on, that's on, that's the outside. But I was like, okay, that's perfect because you know, I, I made it clear. I'm like, look, when he gets older and like when he hits around five, I need him walking, talking, doing everything because uh, I, I knew I wasn't close enough to, to be able to help babysit and stuff like that. But I'm like, when he gets to walking and talking and we can communicate and stuff, then bring him to me, send him down here to me. And then I'll take him on all kinds of adventures. I already said, I'm like, we're going to be traveling and we're doing we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. I want to show him the world. I want, I want him to be well versed in the world. I want him to go to museums. I want to teach him certain things. Like I just want to open his, his, his eyes to, you know, positive things as far as uh, knowledge and education, you know, that I feel like that would be my role in, in, in help bringing him up and stuff because I feel like he'll he'll have a good time with me. I love kids. I really, really do. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, like if kids love me and I love kids. <laughs> so, but here's the thing: discipline is 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 where it might be a conflict. So, you know, I'm like, they if, if they do it right, if they if they know how to act and everything, okay, you know, I, I can manage with that. But if it's uh if they rowdy, I'm like, no, nah, they need to stay with you. But <laughs> I see him as I guess, you know some level of a legacy, you know, I'm, I'm poor, I'll pour into him. So, you know, in, in the event of my death, like he would be, he would be the one that would get whatever asset, you know, that that's what it would be. And of course, you know, if I, if I were married 
and you know my husband he would know who he was and everything so it, you know it, it wouldn't be here's the thing for married it wouldn't just be me like well look this is mine and he's gonna get this and and, and you just sol it wouldn't be like that because at that point once i get married my husband is my family i still have my godson but my husband is my family so of course we have to talk about that but you know i'm i'm sure the husband would be, you know, cool with that. But if if I wasn't married and it was still just me and still, you know, no children of my own or whatever, then it's like, okay, yeah, he going to get whatever assets I got. So I need to have some assets to pass. <laughs> to pass. <laughs> Cause I de- it definitely won't be dead. You know, at least that, and that's another thing where a lot of people should think about, you know, death, death is inevitable. And for whatever reason, in the black community, they don't really think about that. They don't want to talk about that. But it's like, you got to talk about it. If you've got children already, have a will. Have a will in place because that's part of the legacy. You don't want that child looking crazy. And you're like, I don't know what on what. I can't function. You know, I don't know what needs to be paid. Have enough money to pay whatever debt's off. And then have enough money to bury you. And, you know, whatever's left that goes to positive assets, that goes to, you know, whoever's written in the will. Even if you are a single parent, because I've, I've got some friends that are single parents and they have like a, a baby daddy situation and they are quick to say, oh, no, he, you know, my child won't go to my mama. I'm like, OK, do you have that outlined in the will? And then it's crickets. And I'm like, OK, see, you need to get your will together, because if you don't want your child's father to take over things or, you know, take guardianship of the child, then, you know, you need to have that written out because you have that man's name on the birth certificate. So, you know, they go look for the next of kin for that child if that child is a minor. And they're going to be like, OK, well, this is the child's father. And they're going to be like, well, we can't contest that because th- did you have a will? Well, no, I there's nothing we could do. That child need to go somewhere. He's going to go to his father, you know, and vice versa. But if a, if a man got a, a baby mama situation and he know that she's not very good with children, you know, that's the reason why he's got full guardianship of her, of, of the kids. You know, you need to have a will in place that all goes towards legacy paperwork. This paperwork is what helps solidify and just clears up confusion with dealing with legacy things. That's very important. And I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things we don't know, I mean, you you spoke about the black community. One of the things we don't, reason we don't talk about it, it's the same reason why we don't have a lot of things to pass down. We Mm. don't have a lot of example, right? Mm. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have an example, you don't really know where to start at. You know, Mm -hmm. I know plenty of people that say, well, how do I get a will, blah, blah, blah. Not knowing that it can be, you can do this online. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a lawyer. You don't have to invest a lot of money. The more the more specifics you get into it, the, the better it's structured, the better off. But you do not have to have an attorney in order to have a will, a living mm-hmm. will or or a medical will. All these things are important. So mm-hmm. people think about will. That's one thing, too. They just think about, oh, I, I want to get my house to this person and my car to this person. And these things, these assets. But they don't think about medical will because you need to know, like, if you get sick, but you ain't dead yet. Who do you mm-hmm. want to give permission or give the right to make decisions on your behalf? You right. want it to be somebody you trust, right? Mm-hmm. Private attorney. You want to have people that you trust. So the more we can educate ourselves and educate each other, and that's the thing, we assume, I think by and large, we assume that people just know this stuff because this is common knowledge. No, well, common knowledge 
common sense ain't coming, right? That's mm-hmm. something my mama told me all the time. Common sense ain't coming. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that. Don't assume people know these things. We have to educate each other, talk about these things openly. Nobody really want to talk about death or deal with death. Most of the time, when we hear about death, it's in a sense of like a funeral home and all these sad things. And it is sad. You know, you're losing someone that you care about and love. However, we need to talk about the things that are like important, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's funny. We're both in tech. And one of the mm-hmm. things about me is a lot of people know has his um, will and most important documents or things that you need to know about him, like how I want my funeral planned out or the things that you need to know as far as my accounts, you need and phone numbers and people you need to call if something happened to me so mm-hmm. that it's not a mystery. All of this is on the thumb drive that people important to me know how to get to, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't want them to have to do all this heavy, heavy lifting if something happens to me, because that's the wrong time. Like, nobody want to scramble and figure out, well, who do I need to call? What insurance company should I be contact? How did he want this? Or what did he want to be buried? And things like that. Like, if you can do that work, it makes things easier for other people. And you don't leave that to them, you know? And sometimes this, you know, family, man, it can get really crazy if there's no paperwork. Mm-hmm. If you're leaving, you know, a wife and a mother who don't really like each other or, you know, are not on the same page, giving them all this work to do after you're gone. And most people don't want to, you know, don't want to come between those two sides. But and so they just like, well, if I'm dead, y'all can do what y'all want. Y'all argue I'm gone. But mm-hmm. the better thing to do is just kind of lay it out there and hope people respect what you're asking, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of that is going to be up to people anyway. They're going to make the decisions based off of finances and just opinions and ideas and stuff. But I think that's a good thing too. Just trying to allow easy transition because it's never going to be easy, but that's a part of, like you said, it's a part of legacy. It's a part of like, what do you want to leave behind? Not just debt, not just assets, not just um, words of wisdom, but a whole, as a whole person, what do you want to be remembered for? How do you want to be remembered? And what are you giving back? Because we all receive while we're here. We may mm-hmm. not all receive in the same amount, but we all receive something. So what are we giving back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, so with dealing with the legacy, just sort of piggybacking off of what you were saying, you know, the the communication part, the the talking. We are just, you know, and I believe it's a is a black community thing. We are just horrible with talking and sharing either sharing the knowledge or just just bringing it up because it's like, well. We feel like, and, I, and this is our superstitious nature, we feel like if we don't talk about it, it won't happen. But then when it happens, everybody's shocked, like, I can't believe it's like, okay, it was going to happen sometime, wasn't it? <laughs> you know? And so it's like, you know, yeah, it, death comes at a shock sometimes, but, you know, it's going to happen to us all. Now, if you, ain't got, if you don't have assets, you know, because some people don't, you know, and that's not a that's not a black thing. It's just some people just they, they know they don't have anything to leave. So, you know, there's no need for them to 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 have a will or anything. Because it's like, well, I don't, I don't have anything anyway. So whatever's there, it, I guess, you know, the state will take it because that's usually what happens. It's, that's another thing that if, when you ha- if you have assets, real assets, whatever they are, house, cars, whatever, whatever. So anything that's worth value, if it is not outlined somewhere on who will take ownership, the state will come in and take it. And a lot of like, well, you know, I'm the family member. I'm the next of kin is going to come to me. Not necessarily. 
Yeah. Not necessarily, because everything that we write, that we, you know, put our names down, some companies will be like, okay, hey, you know, who who was the next person? Who's the benefactor? You know, whatever. Like when we start a job or something like that, like, like you said, life insurance, you put a benefactor's name, so that's what happens. But what about, you know, if you pass away, what happens to your TV and your furniture? Those things have value. Um, and, and if you don't have any type of policy, you know, that those things can be sold and, you know, for, and you get some cash for it and then that go towards your burial, whatever. You know, things like that. What happens to those things? Those are the little things that, you know, need to be discussed because some people be ready to come in. Like I've been eyeing that, that armoire for a minute, <laughs> you know, that yeah. that's mine. I'm, I'm the firstborn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause they'd be like, well, in the will, cause it's not explicit. They'd be like, well, it says we just need to divide things up equally. What does that mean? You know, sell everything and then divide the money up. Yeah. What, what does yeah. that really mean? So it, it again goes towards the clarity and just the communication. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's hard. You know, it's just definitely hard to, sit down and just understand that my time is going to come, whether it's when you're young or old, it's going to come, right? But it's hard to sit down and put that in perspective and kind of see it full circle. Sometimes it's a good thing because you see where you are in your life and it's like, you know what? I'm here. I need to be doing so much more. Or this is how much I've accomplished. I'm so proud of myself or looking back or things like that. These are the things I have, these things I accomplished. These are the things that will be my legacy. These I can hand down things that people will remember me for. And so it can be real humbling, but at the same time, it can be scary. You shouldn't have to do it alone. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like we have also just like, whether it's being young, whether it's being black, whether it's being in America, (laughs) there are so Mm -hmm. many resources out here that people don't know about. It's kept from them free resources available to anybody who walk in the front door, but we don't know about them. We just have to get that out. I'm huge on sharing information and knowledge. Right. Me too. Why, why, why am I going to hold on to it? It ain't going to serve, serve me no purpose. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, don't get no I don't get no kickback. I don't get no rebate for holding back. Oh right. My God. So, <laughs> so, so just go ahead and just like if you've got information, if you hear something, you know, somebody's in, in, in need and you've been through something, especially if you've been through a situation where, you know, you lost a family member and they didn't have a, a, a will and how things went crazy. You know, you see somebody in that same situation and you found some useful information on how to sort things out. Share that. You might not be able to give them money, send them flowers. They might not want the flowers. Everybody send flowers and say, you know what? We got all these flowers are going to be dead, just like my, my loved one. I don't want these flowers. Give me some information. You know, pass that on. And sometimes mm. that's what we are. That's what our legacy can be. If you feel like you don't have anything to give, you always have something to give. Give your time. Give your knowledge. Give your experiences, even if they've been bad. Because people can learn from those, you know what I'm saying? People can help you grow from Mm -hmm. those. Yeah, I think legacy can mean so many things. And it's important that we value ourselves so that we can give back, understand that there are resources that we can offer. We need to share the information. I think that is one of the biggest things for me that we can do as as a culture, as a people, to help elevate our status. You know, and so so to segue a little bit off that, still talking about legacy, but now I'm thinking about the job. You know, a lot of people don't want to share information on the job because they feel like their position will be taken away if they share information. And I'm big on documenting and talking and showing how to do something because I'm like this. 
and I've already seen it and I've experienced it. If the the powers that be at that job, CEOs, whatever, the C-suite people, leadership at that job, if they want to pivot and go another way, it's going to get taken away anyway. And you ain't got no control over that. So now what are you an expert of? If you have a system, whatever system it is, and you're the expert, and let's say new people are coming in, they're, they're trying, you know, they need to be trained, but you don't, you don't train them properly. You, you, you're leaving out key information. You don't want to say anything because you want to keep yourself in pocket. All you're doing is just, you know, you're, you're, you're the inevitable is going to happen. One or two things is going to, well, I say two, but it's probably a few things. One of, one of a few things is going to happen. One, leadership is going to realize, okay, you're, you're the, the, the point of failure. You are a single point of failure. You know all the information and, and for everyone in, in the tech uh, world, you know, you're a subject matter expert. That's what they, they throw that term around a lot. You're the subject matter expert. You know all things ab- about this system. So if something were to happen to you, where would we be with this system? We either going to be struggling or we're going to have to replace it. And typically the company's going to be looking like, let's just go ahead and replace it. So then it's brand new for everybody. So now you're out of a job on that. Now you're no longer a sub- subject matter expert. Not saying you're out of a job, but you're no longer the subject matter expert because they're going to replace the system. So that's one thing. Two, you end up holding yourself back because you want to hold on to the system. And so the person that you're, you're supposed to train that was probably supposed to take your place because they were going to elevate you now that new person is going to get elevated to a different position because it's clear you want to hold on to this one. So now you got people passing you by and you sitting there disgruntled because you didn't want to share information. So now you've just stunted your own career. That, or <laughs> no, 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 like you, you just said something right there. Well, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> no, you come in. What what else? No, what you got? I was just I was just gonna say. Just looking at it from that point of view, not realizing a lot of people, they want to be the subject matter expert because now they hold a space. They feel like that gives them value. This company ain't going to let me go because they value what I bring to the table. I do this and nobody else knows because when I leave, you know what? They're going to be right. Mm -hmm. However, now this is all you are. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that raise that you've been waiting for for five years now, because that's all you do. This is what you are. You know, mm-hmm. you're the gatekeeper. You hold on to this information. And now we got to go through you. Mm-hmm. But you don't you don't you don't realize, like, you're not signing your own checks. I mean, when you work for a company and you're not signing your own check, they don't want you to have that much control over the influence of their business. Right. At some point, somebody figures it out that, oh, this is the key person. And it seems cool at first because, OK, yeah, we got a subject matter expert. But as you age now, you're in your 60s mm-hmm. and it's like, OK, this the only person we got. No, they, they, nobody knows. Well, and then that's what other leadership. Well, we've been trying to get them to train such and such and it doesn't seem to be working now. They're like, oh, OK. So now the inevitable is going to happen. All right. Well, we're just going to get rid of this whole thing because it's, it's archaic anyway. Yeah. If, if, the, if the best person we got is 60 plus, we need to re, we need to upgrade or or replace the system anyway. And so and it's going to happen anyway. Everything. No one is using a text editor to write mm-hmm. code. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's using, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? That's, that's insane. Right. At some point, you're going to have to level up. 
And that's mm-hmm. what every company does in order to tap into more, more resources, to bring more of their, their people together, to save money. All of these things are taking place in order to save money. At the end of the day, it is about that bottom line. So if you are stuck in the Stone Ages and you're not willing to elevate yourself and, and share the knowledge, really, because there's so many things you can do to elevate yourself. You can be like, you know what? I've been working in this system for 10 years now and it is outdated and this is how we can improve it. Maybe there's a platform already doing it and we can incorporate that into the system. Or based on my knowledge, we can build it in-house ourselves based off of the information that I can provide. Now that's mm-hmm. assets, that's value that you're adding. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to be that person who leaves a poor legacy, you know, because this is, look, look, ladies and gentlemen, everybody out there in the podcast world that's listening, these are the facts. When a person who uh, leaves a poor legacy and they leave the company, by whatever reason, whether they pass away or they leave on their own or they get fired, and if they left a poor legacy, they get talked about. That's just what it is. You now you <laughs> your name. If something goes wrong, oh well, that's such and such. You know they would have said, yeah. They never told nobody. Yeah, you get talked about. They will talk about you. Leadership may not talk about you, but the people that was working closely with them is not going to be. So now you know it's not going to be nice things said about you. So now that's your that's your lasting legacy at that company. You know, it may or may not matter, but you know. What ends up happening is, and I've seen this, when somebody comes in that was somehow tied to that person, they're either related, they were married, you know, or they just, yes. they might be the, the offspring of that person's son or something like that. Yeah. They hear those things too. Yeah. And so now they, they sitting there got to contend <laughs> like, dang, you know, you just left not a bad reason. Not only that, say you're, child, you've been in this company 20 years and you left a bad taste in their mouth because you kind of did your thing and tried to hold on to all this power because it's all about power. So you yeah. want to hold on to this power. Now your children come into this company thinking, okay, my, my mother, my father been here, my brother, my sister's been here 10, 20 years. That means mm-hmm. something. They trust them, right? You coming in. Now, if, they, if you leave a bad legacy, they are living off of that. Just like mm-hmm. people live off of good legacy. People mm-hmm. benefit from a good name that they have nothing to do with, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so mm-hmm. we suffer also from bad names that we have nothing to do with. But yep. you have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's hard to shake. So, you know, legacies can go both ways. You can leave a good one or you can leave a bad one. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because what people who are, who are the source, they're the origin of that legacy, it, when they're about, let's say they're they're going to pass away. Well, no, not even about to pass away. They just they just leave in the situation. Well, however they left, they're leaving. They have the mindset of, oh shoot, I, what what do I care? What do I care? You know, whatever. And not thinking about the lasting impacts of what they're doing. They're not thinking about the person that's that's coming after them. Yeah, you know. And that's uh-huh. one thing. I say as far as the legacies uh, in the job realm, specifically technology, specifically software development, because um, yeah. there's legacies there too. I always tell you know my team like, hey, you know, always code for the developer that's coming after you. Don't just code for yourself. You know how to do it, okay? But leave something for the person coming after you. Hey y'all, this is one of the very first conversations me and March had, right? 
Yeah. So I asked her, I said, tell me some things I should know. Tell me some things, you know, that you kind of live by. This is very, one of the very first things she told me. Yeah. Leave the code for the people behind you. And I told her too. Yeah, because I, I subscribe to that. Leave mm-hmm. it for the your future self. If you're a programmer, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. You, know, you may look at that later on and be like, who wrote this shit? Right? But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was you, right? So you right. need to think about that. <laughs> it was me? What? So you got to think about that. So, all right. Mm-hmm. So as we kind of like coming to a close, we're not, we're not done yet, y'all. But we're coming to a close. I do want to ask this question before we run out of time. What are we going to, what is going to be the legacy or what legacy are we trying to build and leave for this podcast, the sidebar? I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming, but I wasn't prepared to answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm hoping that we, the legacy that the sidebar podcast leave is, you know, a, a good one, a positive, those are, those are synonymous, so I understand that. <laughs> um, but just some really good information. I would like for someone, it, it, once this, because, you know, once out on the internet, you know, it's out there. Um, if some person, anybody happens to stumble upon our episodes and they're like, you know what, I did, I, I used that information that they said and it helped me progress here, whatever, just like it, it gave a, a, a positive outcome to my life. And they take that knowledge and they share it. That's what, that, that's the legacy. I want a positive uh, uh, legacy like that. We're, we're sharing information, the stories that we plan on telling. Hopefully we'll do some interviews. So telling their stories just the information, the laughs, the giggles, the jokes, all of these positive things that help um, make your day brighter to whoever is, is listening, you know, that they learn something from it and, and carry it forward. Cool. I like that. Real dope. Um, to add on to that. Yeah. yeah add, on, add on to that. Let's see. I want to, I want people to listen to this podcast years from now. And say, wow, they started here. They still spitting that same game, right? <laughs> still, they still true to it, right? They still like going strong. Friendship is is cool. It's it, you can you can feel it, right? You feel the vibe in our guests, the topics we bring up, and I want our legacy to be progression, right? I want people to listen to the very first podcast, episode zero, because if you're a programmer, you know what that's about. All right. <laughs> <laughs> episode zero. We start here. And then, you know, 20 episodes, 50, 100, or however many we get to 1,000, right? How have we elevated, leveled up? Just kind of teach people as we learn. Because guess what? I've done podcasts before. Mark hasn't. But... Yeah. We're going to do this thing together. We're going to knock this out, right? So it's a learning thing. And we want to be able to show people that, you know what, you can do anything you set your mind to. You got to put in work. You got to trust what you're doing, trust yourself, trust each other, and things can work out. And I'm looking forward to all of that. I'm looking forward to showing people by doing. Because it's, it's all good to tell people, oh, yeah, we did this. And, Next year, we, you know, we are having all this, you know, notoriety and all these things. It's good to do that. But show people by doing. Don't just tell me how to tell me that I need to leave a legacy. Don't just tell me that I need to 
leave some land in my future kids and things like that. Show me how, right? So that's the thing I want to do here. I want to teach people along the way as we learn as well and just hand that off and give it away. Give away the juice, man. So that, that, le- that what you just said, it made me think of this, this little phrase. Legacy starts with leadership. I haven't, no, I, j- I just came up with that. I don't know if that's written down somewhere, but if this is anyone's first time hearing it out of my mouth, legacy starts with leadership. That's what it is. Episode zero, I think that this is a great start. I'm looking yeah. forward to many, many, many more episodes. We have so much to talk about after this, y'all. We're yep. going to come <laughs> so hard in fact. <laughs> um, looking forward to future guests, looking forward to our topics, looking forward to just engaging with you guys on social media, seeing how you feel about the episode and kind of take some cues from my audience. Yes, because um, we do have social media. We have a uh, Twitter, we have an Instagram, and we have an email address. So we will leave those things in the links below. And um, yeah, yeah, this is this was fun. Like you said, it was my first one and I'm excited for others. This was actually easier than I, I thought it would be. I told you what. You you did. And see, I'm I'm following your leadership on this one. So <laughs> thank you very much. See, your leadership is leading to the legacy that we're about to leave. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So I am, I've decided this is my this will be my stage name, my podcast name. I am just Marge. That's it. Just Marge. Just space march. I'm just march. That and that's all I'm gonna leave with, and that's gonna be. And you are. I am D Strong. So it may change, but as of today, I am D Strong. You know, again, just thank you for joining us for our very first. And anything else? Uh, yeah, that you said it all. We will see y'all on the internet later. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. See you on the B side. Bye.